This is Flyperbole with Steve Jacot and Craig Forsyth. We want you to know that while no animals were harmed in the making of this podcast, there were quite a serious number of hurt feelings. I probably have like five energy drinks a week. So just not having that at all will probably help me live to be 40. So I'm hoping go on that's that. What you're, that's what you're aiming for I'm is 40? I think that's the peak right now. For That's the peak? That's the, struggling. the furthest Craig Forsyth can make it is 40 years old. Struggling very late 20s blogger. Yeah, I think that's I think that's the furthest I can reach before I'm just like, hey, you know what? Like, <laughs> Curtains. We're just called, we'll wrap this one up. It was a good try, but. Will you make it a little over a decade or will Pierre Maguire be entirely off television? Uh, I, I'm going to say with this, with this news today, I think he's still going to be on TV. I'm going to be honest with you. I think a little bit of Pierre is not going to drive everybody nuts. I think we just had way too much of Pierre over the last, however long we were tortured. That is my. We now go <laughs> to the main authority on youngsters in the game of ice hockey, Pierre Maguire. Pierre, how are you feeling not being on television 459 days out of a 365 day year? <laughs> Doc, love Eric Johnson. Uh, coming out of uh, James K. Polk Elementary School. And uh, where did he grow up? Colorado? Yeah, see, this is why we need Pierre around. What do you think? Yeah, I, I'm not Pierre. I don't know these things. <laughs> he uh, is- Doc, I've been replaced by Brian Boucher, who, uh, as we all know, grew up in America, a little town called Patunsky, Ohio. <laughs> and it's definitely not where Brian Boucher is from. So somewhere in Rhode Island or some shit. Isn't he? Yeah, he's from, or I don't know. He's the New England area. Yeah. Do we know Boucher likes the Patriots? Oh. That's. A question I don't think any of us have the heart to ask because we all like Brian I, Boucher. I don't want to know. I, I, I just do not want to know. That's uh we'll leave that. But uh I mean I'll take it's like whenever I find out like one of the Eagles like grew up a Cowboys fan, and I'm like, no. Uh, yeah. Well, didn't Harper? Isn't Harper one of those uh really cool guys that probably grew up outside of Dallas and then became a Cowboys fan and doesn't have a good reason? Oh, and we yeah. we know he's a Vegas Knights fan. That is true, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was at all those games. Wait, 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 wait. So let's run with the theory that Boucher actually does like the Patriots, just for a second. Would you rather have Boucher talking about the Patriots at least once every time we broadcast each game, or Pierre Maguire as is? Boucher, all day, every day. Because (laughs) I don't get the chills from watching Brian Boucher on my television. I don't get an existential feeling of dread from having Brian Boucher in the building with me. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. I'll, I'll... I don't know. Pierre is a knowledgeable guy, but he is just too much of everything. He's too much behind he the bench. Just... Like he, I think when he's on, like when he's on TV and not doing an interview or something, I think he's like, he seems to be fine. Like when he actually breaks down hockey and is it giddy because he's on the ice, I think he will be fine. I don't know why it took him this long. And it felt like he was doing every game. It felt that like in the problem. playoffs. Yeah, he was literally everywhere. Somehow he would go and he'd be on the East Coast for a Flyers-Rangers game. And then later that night, 
you'd see him on the West Coast for the Sharks and Kings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, guy does work. He does work hard. He just he's we want him to does work. Does he have a teleporter? <laughs> does he have a a secret underground railroad? Of that's maybe not the terminology I was looking for, but I meant like a like a very fast train underground that he takes between coasts. Maybe uh, they just have NBCSN has just created a clone army of Pierre Maguire, and now this news will make them think that Pierre is going to be at less games. But really, when you turn on the third, fourth, or second, third, or fourth options for NBCSN, you're just going to be covering all those games. It's not just going to be the, the hey, top doc, game hey, doc, <laughs> hey doc, hey doc, hey doc, hey doc. Hey Edzo, hey Edzo, hey Doc, hey Edzo. Oh uh, no, uh, in the playoffs, so he won't be on the NBC Sam broadcast, but he'll be on the USA one, the uh, True TV, and the uh, NBCSN. I don't know what. they use all the uh, NBC stations? Yeah, he'll be on all those. So I think uh, this, this is good. Everybody likes Bushai. and uh, Eddie, and uh, no, Eddie's fine, but Pierre's just a fucking nut job. So once he uh, it'll nice down. to just have a normal guy yeah, between exactly. the benches, <laughs> just somebody down there who's just asking regular questions and and doing a regular fine job, making it yeah. a regular broadcast. Yeah, not somebody who knows the life history of every moment of every player somehow and screams the entire time. I'm still I'm thinking of the. Uh, do you remember Pierre's interview with Taves last season in Chicago, where like. Taves came to the bench and they gave him a really big chair and then uh, Pierre leans in and he's like, they still like you here John, or like something really creepy and Taves just has to be like, yeah yeah, I mean they do. I, I'm just hoping Boucher sure. is still able to instill those moments where he's just super, I hope actually Boucher becomes extremely creepy where he's just worse than Pierre somehow like he's just always like, he's a close talker with all the, uh, the, the players he's interviewing, like just way too close and they're like alright, Brian, I'm gonna get away from you because this is too fucking much <laughs> he starts his approach on the back of the coach's neck going hey coach hey big al how's the ass crew doing he doesn't ask questions he's just like mm, got some nice lines there hmm? and then just that's it I and mean, you're supposed to work off that <laughs> pretty good goaltender you got in that there huh heart or heart and every game <laughs> Brian Boucher's three-game stint between the benches uh, quickly ended, and uh, NBC is putting Pierre Maguire back to tell us all about everybody's favorite middle school teacher, or <laughs> whatever. Tell you about the first time that this guy laced up skates, and I don't know how Pierre was there. Perhaps he's the watcher from the Marvel Universe, but he knows. He knows. What What do you, do you think they finally were just like, you know what, this is, the, the joke's done. We gotta put somebody else in there. Or do you think they, I wonder why it came like now. I know the season's starting back up, but like this feels like a, you got the data and the numbers in front of you, like towards the end of June, you can probably just go ahead and get them out there then. I wonder why it took until September. Well, I, was it an official announcement or was it something that just like, Oh, it was leaked. Somebody heard sure. and passed on. It was yeah. leaked. Yeah. Yeah. Something. Right. So it was probably something, they probably weren't even going to planning to make a thing right. of it and it was just going to be what it was. Yeah. And, then somebody found out that uh that all makes sense so i guess i'll uh, shut the fuck up now uh <laughs> <laughs> i didn't mean it like that but i know i mean that's what i was keep saying fucking that chicken that was pretty <laughs> i 
I mean, uh, Stephen, as you uh, as a segue master, do you want to go ahead and uh, get into the next topic here? Because I think we're done talking about Pierre, uh, talking about broadcast from now on. Well, we now go from the man that everybody in the league wants to boo to a former Flyer asking for the Flyers to boo him. All right. Wayne Simmons. Wayne Simmons has come out and asked the Flyers fans, bring it on and boo him, which is just fantastic. You know, it's it's him saying that will make everybody not boo him of course yeah that is that is of course until he decks like sean couturier and then he gets lost <laughs> yeah i wonder if uh so you think they're just gonna straight up like clap and cheer for him or do you think they're gonna play along and like just boom really hard for like a i minute? think they're gonna clap and cheer for him right. wayne simmons just one of those oh, guys man no, no. all time yeah, yeah. like just one of those guys, as we've always said, he feels like he was genetically engineered to be a Philadelphia Flyer. And this fan base loves him. They love him. He was a fan favorite for pretty much his entire tenure. And I can't even imagine a playful boo for Wayne Simmons. There, so there's yeah. going to be a standing ovation for that guy. Yeah, that's what I meant. Like a like a boo for like a couple seconds. And then they all, you know, they get the usual uh, cheers whenever no, that, a player comes back. Yeah. The booze will literally just start, in my opinion, once he does something to warrant them. Yeah. Which, knowing Wayne Simmons, might happen fairly quickly. Yeah, it could happen in that game. Yeah. Just, Wayne, do, do it to somebody that just... Don't do it to Coots. Don't do it to G. It's not one of the big guys. I think Tyler Pitlick may be back there. <laughs> just on... And Tyler Pitlick is right back out due to Wayne Simmons. And the fans are still clapping somehow. I'm, I'm a little baffled. Or, or I, I guess JJ going, uh, uh, you know, I just don't understand that the fans are uh, they're still clapping even though Tyler Pitlick is in pain on the ice. But uh, they just love Wayne Simmons in uh, Philadelphia. Uh, I found a good stat about Tyler Pitlick. I'm not going to share it yet, and I may not even share it at good? all. Is that like, is that like good like? Haha, oh, or like good, actually like, good, like good, like hey, he might actually be halfway decent. So that was uh, oh wow, and a lot of stuff about the uh, PTOs. We'll get to that in a in a second. I know you're excited, but yeah, I th- I, there's no way that I, I think uh, I was wondering if they're going to give him playful boo, but I can see them just giving a. I see. I think with a comment like this, I think they might. I don't know. I don't know. Flyers. Do you think enough of this fan base pays attention, attention to, to a comment like that? To... Yeah. Uh, no, probably not. No, I don't think this they're. Fan base is not well known for paying attention. You don't think they're paying attention to uh Devils uh, preseason quotes in August? You don't think they're paying attention to that stuff? Just a hunch, <laughs> no. Okay, all right. That's Steve Jaco saying that, folks. Not Craig Forsyth, man of the people, supporter of listeners. So let's. I just want that on record. Supporter of <laughs> listeners. I think you guys know everything. You're the smartest people. I know. Uh, yeah, always, always give the clicks. Uh, so Lane Simmons, by the way, 378 points, 584 games with the Flyers over seven seasons, 30 goal seasons in 2015, 16, and 2016, 17. How many goals do you think he's going to get this year? I got a bad. How many goals do I think he's going to get for the New Jersey Hockey Devils this yeah. year? I think it depends. I think, I think there's a chance he might get under 20 this year. That would be my dark horse guy. I wouldn't be entirely surprised if he got to 20, but I, I'm thinking maybe like 17, 18 range. 
yeah like he i think he's gonna get a lot of playing time because he's on the devils and he'll probably get heavy top I mean, six who even is on the devils yeah like, yeah got, he's uh taylor hall jack hughes he's sure the guy who's not nolan patrick he's sure oh, okay okay uh the guy that's not ivan Provorov and who's currently not signed still Oh, uh, they got some Miles Wood and Blake Coleman are also like fine guys. They're not great, but he's he's gonna be in the, he should be in the top six, I think. I think, but that would it wouldn't be surprising. Yeah. But who knows? Who knows with the Devils? They, there's there's no way to tell. There's nobody who covers that team. There's nobody who <laughs> likes that team. There's just there's no way to tell. The league doesn't even send scorekeepers to Jersey. They just they ask Taylor Hall. They're like, what was the score? And he was like three one. Like, do you have any idea on shots? Say forty thirty two. I'm like, all right, thanks, Taylor. And then that's it. Nobody. F- that's, it. <laughs> that's probably what happens. <laughs> and of course, Wayne Simmons being the most recent flyer with heart. And I think there's another flyer who might be even more well known oh. for his heart. At one point, the only flyer with heart, Zach Ronaldo, Zeke Ramaldo to some, uh, has a shot at getting back in the NHL with the Calgary Flames? Yep. Why? I want Why Calgary? First of all, Steve, I want to acknowledge that segue. Uh, I know you've been working on that one for a while. Also, yeah, uh I don't know. I my guess is the Flames looked at their playoff loss to the Avs last season and didn't go it wasn't speed that killed us. We just got to be a little tougher. And then they went out and did all this stupid shit like trade for Lucic. Now they're going to try and sign either Zach Ronaldo or Devontae Smith-Pelly. Um, I don't know. but the, the Or Flames... Andrew McDonald. Yeah, or Andrew McDonald. Yeah, exactly. They have, so now they have. Starfish, Hart, you know, all the all the important things that you need in a <laughs> hockey team. Starfish and Hart. Yeah, well, now the, the, the Flames have McDonald, Zach Ronaldo, uh, and then they invited Devontae Smith-Pelly, Tobias Reeder, Alexander Grenier to, uh, to camp this year on PTOs. So all those guys could make the roster. Um, I mean, Ronaldo, 29 years old, three points and 20 PIMS in 23 games last year for Nashville. He also had 1.6 penalty minutes in three games for the Milwaukee Admirals in the AHL. Played 53 games for Arizona in 2016-17. Hasn't played 60 games or more since 2013-14 with the Flyers. We had four points and 153 penalty minutes in 57 games. Steve, I remember one of the two goals he had th- that year because I remember that was still there was still a very strong Ronaldo contingent at the time for, for some reason. And in one of the games he scored, it was against the Sabres in April after they had, after they had already clinched a playoff spot. And then later in the game, he elbowed Chad Ruedel in the face and got, yeah, got a four-game suspension. So, like, he – I don't know what they're – I th- I think the Flames, yeah, and that's why they got a DSP too. Is they're trying to add a little bit of sandpaper to the roster. I think they think that maybe they think that it was grit that kept them from winning last year. So by adding Lucic and maybe Ronaldo or DSP, maybe that was the missing piece, and not I don't know. Like did you know that? Did you know that DSP two is included in a tier three cable package? Yeah, the Avs fans won't see that either. We'll get to that. In a second. <laughs> <laughs> DSP, yeah, DSP was Wesley Snipes' worst film, so I don't, I don't want to go see that one again. But um, <laughs> Tobias Reader, though, of course, well, yeah, uh, there are other signs. Tobias Reader, of course, was the reason why the uh, the Oilers didn't make the playoffs last year. He had 
uh, zero goals on 11 assists in 67 games. Currently on a 17-game goal drought, uh, including the 2018 postseason. Uh, DSP, eight points in 54 games last season. 14 points in 20 games for Hershey. Four goals all of last season. This is the point I like to point out. They had seven goals during the 2018 Cup run to go sports. Uh, and then Grenier, nine games for Vancouver between 2015-16 and 16 17 hasn't been in the NHL since 27 points in 68 games for Laval Rocket uh, last season. The AHL, the Canadians AHL team, he's not making the AHL, but or NHL. But at the NHL level, they're bottom six according to the Daily Faceoff is Lucic, Mark Jankowski, and Sam Bennett on the third line, and then Andrew Mangiapane, Derek Ryan, and Austin Zarnick on the fourth line. Mangiapane is still unsigned, he's an RFA. This might be insurance for that too, in case can't make the lineup and also maybe they actually think dsp is actually a good i think dsp would be a fine 13th forward if you need him uh, i mean honestly uh dsp or ronaldo shouldn't really be on this team but i i think i think this is why they made these signings because it also explains the luchik signing or or luchik trade earlier in the year too um, Does it explain the Lucha trade? Or if they're looking at if, if you're just adding, if you're looking at grit and sandpaper yeah, Luchik. Well, no, I just don't understand oh. that trade still because they traded grit and sandpaper for grit and sandpaper. Oh yeah, no, 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 no. It's well, I mean, yeah, I guess so. I, I they they got the same player. I think Luchik. Well, Neil's dirtier. I think Luchik is more of like a physical player, though. If that, Great. I look. I'm not. I'm not. This is all dumb. This this whole if this is what they're all for. <laughs> if this is their whole thing, this is all dumb. You're not, yeah, I agree with you. I mean you're you're probably right about I, that, but it's just yeah, it's what, still one of the most pointless <laughs> trades I've ever seen. I don't know. Yeah, all this I I'm trying to make sense of all all these moves together don't make sense. That is the thing. I'm trying to figure out why. I just I got nothing. The Lucic Neil Greg Forsyth gets to the bottom of these moves <laughs> that make no sense. I'm just tech- in a world gone mad, <laughs> Craig Forsyth. Forsyth, Forsyth is on the. That's case. right. We just started this podcast. You'll learn my name eventually. But I was going to say, I just want to text like Holland and. Uh... You've just been doing this for like twenty six years. <laughs> Holland and Trey Living be like, "What? What is this? What are you guys doing? What was that trade about?" Because now this makes sense. Uh, what are the other ones? Drew Staff, Drew Stafford signed a PTO with the Minnesota Wild. Uh, Thirteen points in fifty seven games last year for the Devils. Uh, his last real productive season in the NHL was 2015-16, where he had 38 points, 21 of which were goals, and 78 games for the Jets. The uh, the Wilds' bottom six: Jordan Greenway, Mika Koivu, Ryan Donato, Marcus Foligno, Joel Erickson Eck, and Ryan Hartman. I feel like he should be able to take a spot from. I'd say Marcus Foligno, but he's like that guy i don't know how he he keeps finding work um and he's been on some real bad teams but anyway uh troy brower signed a pto with the panthers too 21 points 75 games last year uh stefan nosen and cory elkins signed ptos with the stars cory elkins by the way actual an actual real person uh and then lance boma signed a pto with the kings those are so now there are 13 total ptos Last week there were six. I like, think like six were signed today. So and then the uh, the Lance Bowman one happened yesterday. So uh, it's PTO season. Hockey's right around the corner, Steve. It's coming. This is like I was telling you before, and you uh, you, you jumped for joy. It was the last week where there really shouldn't be any Flyers talk. 
like next week, we should start hearing some things because of the uh, the rookies game and everything. So I was hoping to do more Seinfeld talk next week. I was hoping <laughs> oh, no, we'll get to it. break down yeah. an entire episode of Seinfeld as the entire podcast. Yeah, we'll have a uh, we'll have a uh, Stephen Kurt on. They'll they'll come on and they'll they'll break down all this. So it'll be real good. But the uh, oh the uh, the should f- be perfect. Uh, the the pit like I was gonna say the uh, the pit like fact was here in the PTO, so I was gonna share it. Uh, I was looking at. So, no sin and Elkins sign PTOs with the stars. Their bottom six is Jason Dickinson, Radic Faxa, Corey Perry on the third line, and then Andrew Cogliano, Matias, Mark, and Blake Como on the fourth line. Uh, I don't think no sin and Elkins are going to work their way into either of those spots. I don't think Elkins going to be in the NHL. But Faxa was Pitlick's main, most common linemate last year at five on five. They played 410 minutes together, and they play, and Pitlick played 133 minutes away from Faxa. So, to Together, their five-on-five numbers were 45.4 cores of four percentage and 45.12 expected goals four percentage. In the time away from Faxa, Pitlick had a 54.48 cores of four percentage and 54.4 expected goals four percentage. So almost a 10, 10% swing, which is kind of obnoxious. And if it means that Faxa was that bad with them, maybe Pitlick won't be as bad in Philly. I'm trying to, my goal by the, the start of the season is to give out so many differing opinions about Tyler Pitlick that eventually one of these will stick. And then I could, I will just be able to pick one out and be like, no, I called that. So, or like hopefully people that only listened up through the draft or like up through mid July, think I completely hate Tyler Pitlick. And then people that just start listening and are like, what's happening. (laughs) And they just, I just, (laughs) that, that is, that's my, that's what I'm going for. But uh, those are... Uh... What I'd like to know is, in the middle of the season, if we were to go around the Wells Fargo Center parking lot and interview, say, 10 Flyers fans, how many of those 10 actually would know who Tyler Pitlick is? Halfway through the season? You're talking like January? Yeah. Uh... Three. I'm going to say three. He just screams to me a guy that you forget is on the roster. Oh, I've, I've already done that. I forgot him and I forgot Chris Stewart's going to be here next week too. I've forgotten. Yeah. He, he, I'm hoping Chris Stewart is just not even I don't, like a footnote flyer. Yeah. I hope he's not here. And I hope Pitlick's the 13th or the, yeah, the 13th forward. That's my, I think that's where I've, I've said it on all this, but yeah, I don't think he's going to be, well, you're hoping. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure Dale Weiss is going to beat him out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we'll go. We'll go. Delwis. Delwis isn't a flyer anymore, right? Like we just need. I I sometimes need to to tell this to myself again to reassure myself that Dale Weiss is not a flyer. He, he's not. Right? Yeah. So okay. So see, this is you're going through the things, the same things are going through with like, or the same mentality. I think I'm going to have with Chris Stewart. Like I don't think Chris Stewart's going to be on this team in three weeks. But right now he's here and he's giving me the Dale Weiss vibe of like some kid in camp's going to do really well. And then Fletcher's going to do the Hextall thing, but like mm, a little more seasoning. Let's, let's put your Lathera in there or like, let's put Dale Weiss in there and he'll, he'll make sure to get nine it's points over a season. <laughs> very, very possible. I, that I, and I know that and I'm not, I want to give Fletcher the opportunity to have that not happen. So I'm going to wait until he cuts Chris Stewart before I fully go nuts over this, but uh, I can also definitely see Big Al and the ass crew looking down at their clipboards going, you know, that Stewart guy <laughs> brings a strong veteran experience here that 
we're sorely lacking with these youngsters. I, I think we got to bring uh, Tanner Glass, Brandon Presta vibe, that Rick Ripian vibe, all the former uh, AV no skill guys that somehow made the roster. Oh, yeah. yeah. Although I don't remember if Rick Ripian was good. I just remember he was supposed to be a fighter. So I do want to say that although the idea that Stewart might be be here isn't the greatest look for Fletcher, I think the uh, the adding to the analytics department was a pretty good decision by chuck fletcher today uh and apparently he promoted two members currently within the analytics department and also hired two new people uh ian anderson has been with the team since 2014 uh and has been working with advanced stats in that capacity for a while was promoted to the director of hockey analytics while jacob hurlbut yes that is his actual name with the team since 2016 has been promoted to lead developer of the hockey analytics department um you're sure that's his actual name and not like a five-year-old made a name for a hockey player in create a player in NHL, right? I, I, I looked it up. I, I read Mike's article, got the uh, got spelling right, went to the Flyers website, got the spelling right. So, Hurdlebutt. Hey, Jack, what should, Jack, what should I name this player? Hurlbutt. <laughs> Hurlbutt. Yeah. There's a, okay. There's a T in there. What should I name the next one? <laughs> Puke face. <laughs> Uh, and then also Fletcher added Tom Minton, who has spent the last four seasons with the Minnesota Wild, named him the director of hockey information splash video. And then Matthew Carliner joins the franchise after working database jobs at Lockheed Martin and uh, basketball analytics at St. Joe's. So there you go. I uh, big fan. I'm here for the kitten mittens. Here for the kitten mittens. <laughs> I, I'm here. I'm here for the kitten mittens. I'm here for the advanced stats. <laughs> but kitten mittens. Is that episode 10 years old yet? It's pushing it. Yeah, I think it's around yeah, there. It's getting up there. <laughs> you could say, Brenner Wurr. Wurr. I don't. The thing with analytics is you look at, there's been a lot of teams that have had success with it recently. I think the, I believe the Chicago Blackhawks team of a few years ago, the three cups in six years, Stan Bowman used to heavily invest in uh, analytics. And uh, I don't know where that's gone. Uh, recently, uh, coyotes are a big thing about analytics is they don't work. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the science is still out on analytics nerds. I say more information is better. Uh, and you just go from there. So collect all the information you can get, actually listen to these people and I'm sure it'll pay off, uh, on the ice. Uh, I, oh, her, the Hurricanes are a perfect example. Eric Tolsky, good friend of the show, one of my best friends who will be hiring me very shortly, uh, is the head of the analytics department down there, and they've uh, turned, it well, turned it around pretty quickly. Or they've been chugging along pretty well in terms of driving play, then this year they actually got a couple saves. So now it looks like they... Imagine! Imagine wanting to hire Craig Forsyth for a job in <laughs> hockey. You didn't need that. That's just you didn't need that in hockey part, and I think apparently most of society agrees <laughs> with you based on my previous job searches so yeah how did oh wait a dunk on craig for unemployment <laughs> boom big man here big man no it's uh it, it's whatever i mean it is my life and it is what it is i uh i will just uh drift here on earth until they bury me so anyway the flyers rookie campaigns came out last <laughs> week they rookie game is on on Wednesday, September 11th at 7 p.m. Uh, at the PPL Center against the New York... We're going to completely just go over that. <laughs> against the New York Islanders. Uh, 
20 players involved in the game. Steve, you tell me how many of these guys you don't know, because that will play an important part in the next segment. So uh, 16 forwards, Mikhail Vorobiev, Morgan Frost, Joel Farabee, German Rupsoff, David Kashai, Maxim Tushko, Jerry Fitzgerald, Igor Serdyuk. What? Okay. Jerry Fitzgerald? That's amazing. There you go. Igor Serdyuk, Pascal LeBurge, Isaac Ratcliffe, Matthew Strom, Maxim Galad, Carson Torinsky, Connor Bunneman, Ben McCartney, Mika Sar. I think it's amazing. All right. So you're four for four. I like this. Uh, Nine Demon, Phil Myers. Igor, don't call me Mike Mamula Zamula, Mark Friedman, Mason Millman, David Drake, Robert Michelle, Wyatt Wiley, uh, that's unsettling. <laughs> Sean Comrie, and Josh Katoria. Yeah. Fake and fake. Josh, so many fakes. Josh Katoria, straight up. I know I, I looked him up. He's real. I still don't believe it. I feel like that's just a joke. That one is the creative name in NHL where they take the last name of a very famous player and then just put a first name on it that just doesn't make any sense <laughs> that's for like a guy was like a scab during one of the during one of the strikes and got got kicked out of the players association so then he couldn't use his likeness in video games like did, you ever try to play an mlb game where barry bonds was an active NA, or mlb player and you would play the giants and just like it would be like a white guy with a goatee um, <laughs> no one of my favorite things. <laughs> no. I remember that it used to always be the, uh, oh my God, Ken Griffey Jr. Uh, the game on uh, N64. The bait, like, it was just, I think it was just. Kick. Oh, yeah. I played it for Super Nintendo, yeah, yeah, where it had all the fake names. Like my, dad would, my dad and I would rename the entire team on Ken Griffey Jr. baseball. And, like, the Phillies, we would name to all the Phillies exactly. Yeah. But then, like, the other teams, my dad would just name after, like, the Three Stooges and shit. <laughs> I just liked it because. Every single guy had the same build, and like all they had to do was pick out the right color for their skin, and they used to always like do something. Listen, like, when it came to the '93 Phillies, that was the way to do it. Because, <laughs> you know, Macho Row. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, Josh Katorius here. Uh, three goalies: Felix Sandstrom, Roddy Ross, and uh, Kirill Ustamenko. Little Utsi Vert. Um, so the names you don't know, which Steve, I believe you got all of them. Uh, first and foremost, Josh Couturier, not related to Sean Couturier, apparently. According to Elite Prospects, if he is, that's Elite Prospects' fault. I'm right, as always. Undrafted, 24-year-old left-handed defenseman, six foot two, 190 pounds from Massachusetts. He had 12 points, 51 ECHL games last season between the Wheeling Nailers, the Penguins ECHL affiliate, and the Maine Mariners, the New York Rangers ECHL affiliate. So usually for these camp invites, there's... You know, you have to hear these players somehow. And I'm assuming that they learned of Josh Couturier because Danny Briere is currently the GM and VP of hockey operations with the Maine Mariners. And he got that job. Uh, I remember. I think he got that job through Comcast, dude, if I remember. Wheeling Nailers. That is. The Wheeling What is that name? I looked Wheeling it up. Nailers. I looked it up. What are Nailers? Yeah. Are they guys that just use nail guns I, on, like, I think it is. construction sites? It is. I, I, I'm i pretty sure because Wheeling. What had, a like, great thing to name yeah. your team after. Well, I think it's because Wheeling has like the biggest industry, like they have the they're home to the biggest company of that of like the nailing industry. I don't know. It's something dumb like it's that. It's the Wheeling Nailers versus the Dutchville Ditch Diggers. <laughs> have you ever seen have you seen their logo? If it's still the same, it's still pretty bad. Their logo, because of the penguins, they're black and gold, and they have like a weird mask, and then it's just a picture of a nail on the top corner. 
beautiful. Yeah, absolutely beautiful. It's the it's the oh, right and- amount of effort you'd put into creating an ECHL nickname, and I think they they just they nailed it and they walked away. You don't see it. Side note, side note. I I did find what Barry Bonds is named in MVP Baseball 2005, and that would be John Dow. <laughs> Obviously, and, uh, brother Jim Dow. So there you go. <laughs> obviously, obviously. And uh, Kevin Millar uh, does not appear in the game because he is not a member of the MLBPA. His MLBPA, yeah, that's it. His replacement is a fictional player named Anthony Freeze. Anthony Freeze. Kevin Millar, by the way, I, there was a, he used to be on the Orioles like way back in the day. Well, obviously now because he's been retired forever. But I just remember one of the, Games I used to go to, they put on the board it's Millar time instead of Miller time. And it was a Friday night game, so it was like me and a bunch of people went to high school with, and some guy went up and lost his fucking mind because it said it's Millar time. And that was it. That's the story. That's my Kevin Millar story. So I'm glad y'all listened along. It's a good story. <laughs> it's not a good story. <laughs> oh wow. Kevin well, he used to be on the Red Sox too, right? He won with the Red Sox back in uh oh four, I think. I think so. Yeah, because that was the Four days in October, which is like, what's your? Do you watch the Thirty for Thirties? Uh sometimes, not enough. I haven't watched one in years, but I used to. I watched like the first. I I've watched a shit ton of them. The, I think my favorite is still Chasing Tyson, the uh, the one about uh, Evander Holyfield just trying to fight Mike Tyson, but he kept like getting in trouble with the law and shit. Um. Uh, four days in October one was good too, even though I hate the Red Sox. So that was a pretty good story. And then oh no, that one I saw. That one I saw. Yeah, that like was really good. That one, I mean, I was, yeah. It, it's a it's a great story because I mean it's one of the most repressed fan bases in sports, or it was at the time. Not so much now. Yeah. But uh, at the time, it was just amazing. Like they had been just completely repressed for ever, and finally, it came out in the most dramatic way possible. Now, God. Yeah. Go away, Boston. It, I'm so fucking tired of you. But at the time, you know, a great story. I was going to say, it is kind of weird how that story has just kind of transformed over time. Because, yeah, that was why that was such an appealing thing. Because Boston used to get none of the fucking bricks. And it was the Yankees. And everybody knew what that fucking story was. And then it all turned around. And now they can't stop winning. And uh, everybody's going to hear about Tom Brady forever. Till, uh, yeah. And w- once, a time, <laughs> once upon a time... People rooted for the Patriots in the Super Bowl over the Rams. <laughs> I do remember that, yeah. <laughs> and then the Patriots and the Rams played, and everybody wanted the Rams to win, and the Rams put up three points. I think about halfway through that last Super Bowl, everybody wanted the league to fold. I don't think they were too concerned about who was going to win. Correct, just, correct. I don't want to yeah. fucking watch this. Or like they could throw another team in there or something. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Can we just throw the Eagles and the Steelers in there or something? No, I'll take an Eagles-Steelers Super Bowl. Uh, who I mean, it might it could happen this year. Thoughts? No. It could. It could. I mean, I, you'll see at least uh, a, there will be a great Wawa Sheets war that will <laughs> destroy both both convenience stores. I will not call them gas stations. I will call them convenience if stores. If you, that's what they are. if theoretically, if the Eagles and Steelers met in the Super Bowl, how much time do you think the Flyers Penguins rivalry get mentioned? Like just brought up just organically like hey these cities hate each other you know those flyers penguins that flyers penguins rivalry do you think that's gonna it depends on who's airing it like if if it's al michaels he'll mention it a couple times because al michaels actually gives a shit about the sport of hockey yeah but 
if it's like Jim Nance, hello friends, <laughs> then uh, probably not because also he's just going to stick to the script the entire time because that's what Jim Nance does. He's a professional yeah. to a fault. What Hi, is I'm Jim Nansen. I could put anybody to sleep. <laughs> Have you like... been up for four days on cocaine? Jim Nance is here to put you to sleep, friend. I was thinking of the, uh, the How I Met Your Mother episode where Jim Nance uh, interviews Barney about his perfect week or whatever. Like the perfect week of uh, hooking up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, what I'm, that's what I'm thinking of right now. Uh, yeah. Well, is it on CBS this year? I have no fucking idea. It's way too early for that shit. It is too early for that shit. It's too early yeah. to think about the Super Bowl. Let's, more importantly, let's get back to focusing about Jerry Fitzgerald, who was an undrafted Jerry Fitzgerald. He was a great. Jerry Fitzgerald was a fantastic 1950s pop singer. Uh, often would follow Elvis in uh, showcases in the Midwest. I, <laughs> I, here's my thing with Jerry. If he does somehow make the team, he's got to change his name. I can't do this Jerry with a G shit. That like it's Freddie Fitzgerald. It's G E R R Y. I'm just gonna call him G. G. Fitzgerald, undrafted Canadian, 26 year old center, five foot nine, 174 pounds, 19 points in 67 games for the Iowa Wild last season. He was also there before Chuck Fletcher got canned, so that's probably why he's in camp. Uh, Maxime Galad, Ben McCartney, and Mika Zur were all invited uh, to development camp back in June. Uh, Galad is a draft eligible Canadian, 19 year old left. Left winger, 5'11", 172, 35 points last year for the Erie Otters in the OHL. McCartney, a 19-year-old left winger, 41 points in 67 games for the Brandon Wheat Kings last year in the WHL. Sir, uh, 5'9", 174 pounds, 67 points in 66 games with the Moncton Wildcats. In the Q last year, Robert Michelle, 24-year-old on draft, the right-hand defensive from New York. Uh Played three games with the Phantoms last year, nine points in 36 games as captain of the University of Maine Black Bears. And then finally, last but not least, Sean Comrie, 19 year old Canadian right hand defenseman, one assist in 18 games for the University of Denver Pioneers last year. Comrie not related to um, Eric or Mike. Mike's another one too, yeah. Eric Comrie of the Jets, yeah. Crucial players. Crucial Eric, players in NHL history. Place, yeah. So, none of these guys, uh, these are all guys uh, probably not going to make the team in any capacity. Although I shouldn't say that Igor Zamula was one of these guys last year. who was actually the guy I was the highest on going in because I remember he was ranked pretty high in the um, uh, the midterm rankings and the final ranking for uh, the Central Scouting Services. So, yeah, uh, he was like 64th or something. I don't know how he went undrafted, but I don't, none of these dudes are those. None of these dudes are Zamula, though. <laughs> so, like... Uh, I was looking at Mika Zer earlier. I mean, 67 points as a 20-year-old isn't that great in the QMJHL. Like, barely over a point per game two years after you should have been drafted in the highest offensive junior league out of the big three. Isn't a, it's not a, it isn't exactly a good sign, but uh, Ben McCartney is a little bit of a bigger guy. And uh, that's it. I don't know shit about these other guys. That's all I know. But... There you go. They're going to be in action uh, Saturday, Sunday, and Tuesday from 9.30 to 11, and then Wednesday from 10 to 11 a.m. before they take on the Islanders at the PPL Center next Sunday. Or next one, sorry. There you go. Yeah. 
Wow. Well, so hopefully all these guys I just listed, they'll be, uh, they'll be, maybe they'll be on the ice when the season starts. Maybe these two guys right here, or not maybe, hopefully they'll be on the ice. Uh, Ivan Proroff, Ivan Proroff and uh, Travis Konechny still unsigned, obviously. Um, they are now two of 24 remaining RFAs still unsigned before the season starts uh, as we sit September 4th. So almost a month out exactly. Um, and 13 teams, there are only 13 teams with no RFAs left, and only 11 of those 13 are under the cap. Uh, the 13 teams are Anaheim, Arizona, Buffalo, Detroit, Florida, L.A., Montreal, Nashville, uh, the Islanders, the Sens, Sharks, Blues, and Caps. The Sabres and Caps are still well above the uh, salary cap, actually, uh, by over a million. And then the Coyotes, Panthers, and Blues are all under um, $181,331 or less to the cap. So it's not exactly like they've been given a lot of room to work with. So uh, it's a uh, feel like the lockout's coming. A uh, lot, lot, lot of signings, though, for the RFAs this week. Uh, Ivan Barbashev stays in St. Louis for two years, $1.475 million a year. Louis Belpedio stays in Minnesota for one year, 700 k Nikolai Goldubin stays in Vancouver for one year, 900 k Adrian Kempe stays in Los Angeles for three years, $2 million a season. And Roland McCown stays in Carolina for one year, $700,000. It is uh, wild how many of these guys are still out yeah. there. I, I can't remember the last time this really happened, and it just feels like there's there's huge names out there. There are I, huge names out there. Yeah, I know I didn't. I'm keeping a close eye on it this summer, but even last summer, I still frequently checked Cap Friendly, and I think I would have remembered seeing this many RFAs this late in the game. I mean, obviously the biggest thing last year was uh, Nylander, but even now... Like going into the season right now, there's still Proroff, Proroff, Konechny, uh, McAvoy, uh, Wierenski, Matthew Kachuk, uh, Miko Rantanen, uh, Jesse Puliarvi, which is the whole thing. Um, uh, Braden Point, Mitch Marner, Brock Besser, Patrick Laine. Patrick Laine, Kyle Connor is still on sign for the Jets. So it is nice to know that the Flyers are still not in the worst situation out of every team in the league. Although I think Having two of these guys, it's not exactly the most uh, exactly the most ideal situation to be in. But I still think it's going to get done before the season. And even, even honestly, this point now, like even if they start to miss a couple games, knowing that other teams around the league are going through it as well, and it's not just some kind of weird personal thing with Bro Ralph Konechny, and they just don't want to sign. Uh, I'm not going to lose sleep over it. If a bunch of other teams are going through it as well, and right. knowing it's, it's not a franchise thing, and it's a, it's, it's a not a Zeke thing Elliott that teams are Cowboys. going through. It's not yeah. Zeke with the Cowboys, who's like who just signed today, ironically enough. Um, yeah. But it's not that situation where he just knows he has limited time as a running back and needs to get paid today while he still can. So he's you know willing to have a slow start to the regular season to ensure he gets that paycheck. Uh, it's it's a situation where they're negotiating and the RFA value. I think I think we know NHL teams have kind of been kind of taking advantage of RFAs for a while now, and it feels like these guys are starting to finally realize. Well, I don't really just have to fold over and sign a transition deal every time. I can actually get some money on this deal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's. Yeah, and you're seeing some of the bigger names 
take that opportunity. And then also, I think that's combined with the, some of the players that are recognizing that also just happen to be on teams that were kind of close or kind of struggling with the cap as is. So, um, I mean, like a, a guy like uh, Mitch Mar. I mean, Mitch Marner and the Leafs and then Braden Point in Tampa Bay is just, they're just too good. Uh, and it's going to cost a lot to keep that one guy without selling off a couple other pieces too. Uh, some of these, though, I made note of one of the... Yeah, like the Penguins are... So the Penguins have Marcus Patterson left. Uh, they are currently $157,500, or $157,500 over the cap, and they have 13 forwards signed, 8 men and 2 goalies signed. So I think once the season starts and they go through waivers and everything, he's going to be signed before the start of the season. And I think a couple teams... Honestly, with the Flyers, too, I think that could be a thing that happens as well. Uh, I think they they could both sit out all training camp and then between the last preseason game and the start of the season, I think it gets figured out because they have to shove players through waivers and everything. And I don't know. I, I, I'm guessing that's when all this will go down. But as we were just talking about, this hasn't really been a normal off season with this stuff. And it really doesn't bode well for future uh, um, talks with the league and the players association no, in terms of that lockout so yeah that's gonna be you're fun already you're already here starting to hear rumblings about the league just saying like oh well, you know why should we negotiate why should we negotiate for the current cba it's working out great for us yeah. whereas the players are looking at a guy like say Connor mcdavid who it's funny i like i told a co-worker who doesn't follow the nhl but follows the nba about how much the best player in the nhl makes and he laughed <laughs> he just couldn't believe it the best player in the NHL. What does Connor McDavid make a year? Like 12-something? I think he makes under 13, yeah. Uh, we. I mean, you have to look. I was going to say, he... Yeah, he makes less than average shitty, like, quarterbacks. Like, like a, a starting quarterback in the NFL usually makes $16 million a year, right? I think, or better. So, Connor McDavid makes less than, like, the Andy Dalton's of the world. <laughs> Which is... Like LeBron James mind got like blowing 35.6 mil last year. Yeah. Okay. So there you go. Yeah. And yeah. Connor, McDavid, Connor McDavid had to watch uh, Tobias Reader and Alex Shazon play hockey and he got paid a lot less. Yeah. Meanwhile, LeBron's living in LA, flipping it up, dunking basketball. It's being cool. So yeah. He, he doesn't have to fight a bear just to get to the stadium to work every day. <laughs> he doesn't have to follow Mr. Plow all the way in every time just to, just to show up to get his paycheck <laughs> well uh, steve it's a kind of, it's got to be a little bit of a hard time for the apps because not only are they worried about signing miko randon they also need to figure out a way to watch the games now apparently uh and this is from say what i don't believe there's any news on this front today i didn't see anything with the mile high hockey the sb nation colorado avalanche play for that didn't see anything. Um, but as of, I believe as of right now, and on Saturday, uh, Altitude Altitude Sports, the home to the, the Avs, the Nuggets, and whatever Denver slash Colorado related teams, I guess the Nuggets then, uh, will be dropped by the Dish Rockies, Direct the TV. But I think the yeah. Rockies are on Root Sports, so I don't, I don't even think they're involved in that. Oh, okay. So there you go. Uh, will be dropped by Dish, DirecTV, and Comcast. Uh, a Dish was apparently the the, um, the company that dropped today, and then both Comcast and DirecTV will be doing it on Saturday. Uh, apparently, the team the team's been pretty vocal about it. They put out a letter last week to the fans, 
uh, pretty much, or tweeted out a statement as well, pretty much saying, reach out to these providers because they're the reason why this is happening. Uh, and it sounds like if you live in Colorado right now and you want to watch the Avs, it's going to be a problem. And, and it's, I don't know, I don't know how it even handle this if it happens to the Flyers because it sounds like it's a situation too where you can't, um, you know, you can't go to a bar or anything and watch a game either because it's not going to be on there because that's a simple solution when you can't watch it now. And I, the there only was situation a, I can think of that's comparable is when the Blackhawks games just weren't being televised for a while. Yeah, yeah, and that was, and and I think I was trying to. That was more just words being an asshole, right? I forget which one was. That's the, my impression of it. Yeah. Whereas yeah, I forget. This seems like a a smaller cable provider is kind of being, uh, you know, kind of being squeezed by the big guys here, and it, it, it yeah. kind of feels like collusion too. Yeah, I was gonna say that the the Blackhawks thing was Rocky or er, not Rocky. I think it was Bill Wirtz was the dad, and Rocky's the son. I forget. Who cares? The word. But the the older one was like, well, if you guys aren't gonna come to my the Blackhawks games, we're not gonna show the home games because you know if you're not gonna buy the tickets, why should you get rewarded for not coming to the games? And it became a whole so dumb stupid. thing because that's a dumb stance. And if you're gonna put out a shitty team, why should people pay money to go watch fucking Kyle Calder? It was a whole dumb thing. But and uh, this just sounds more like uh, cable companies won a couple extra bucks and that I can get behind and relate to and understand the struggle with the Avs fans. And, uh, I mean, I guess I could with the Blackhawks fans too, but that was just more, I don't know. There's a Blackhawks who cares. <laughs> <laughs> I would I, yeah, I mean, I, I, if I was the, if I was an Avs fan this year, I think it'd be really pissed because the Avs, they should be good. Yeah, they should be real good this year. Uh, I would not be surprised they won this year i'm not saying that but i think they are that deep this year may not that deep they just surprised people enough last year i guess and uh, i don't think people are able to catch up to their speed and speed seems to be the the difference maker at the time in this league i think they look at the penguins team a couple years ago i know they have Carlson malkin and kessel and they were ginormous parts of that but also the rest of the guys that you can't name were all just fast uh and just i don't know Lightning are a pretty quick team too, so whatever. Uh, that, yeah. So they it's a are... shitty situation, man. I, I feel bad for for Avs fans there, and I just I hope they I hope it gets worked out by the season start because I don't know. You shouldn't have to be blackmailed into going to games, and I mean I know it's not that situation, but like yeah, you shouldn't have to be held captive by a cable company. I mean. Hopefully it's just kind of them trying to be like, well, you know, you better call uh, Comcast and demand this because I've seen it before with certain networks. Well, like, oh, you know, the, these these guys are going to pull us off the air and it's it's a negotiation tactic, unfortunately. Yeah. Hopefully nobody has to to miss games as a result of this. And it, here's the thing, though. The crazy thing yeah, is it okay. happened to the Flyers because of the ownership of the Flyers. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing is, thankfully, Hopefully the Flyers never get to that point where Comcast is just like, all right, this is too much. <laughs> like, to just too many flyers. years of Let's mediocrity. Just, we can't put them on. That's nobody's watching. Yeah. It's just, it's just we'll this. show we'll show classic Phillies games. It's fine. <laughs> We're just gonna show instead of showing Flyers games, Comcast just decides to show classic Eagles post game live episodes. <laughs> so <laughs> He has flashback to Ed Rendell, like uh, ripping on Donovan McNabb. Yeah, I was gonna say, you know, Donovan Rendell. just you know, worm burners all the time. I just don't understand. 
Everett Dell's like, yeah, Freddie Mitchell had a quarterback. He'd be so going somewhere in this league or something like that. <laughs> Some obnoxious statement about McNabb, yeah. Steven, I don't know where to go with this show now. Do you want to talk about Justin Williams or do you want to talk about jerseys? We're so I'm close. maybe we should just break down the entire uh uh the entire like hot coffee episode of the fly of uh the flyers of the Seinfeld. <laughs> the Seinfeld the no the uh, Seinfeld. We, we did enough Seinfeld to uh have Steph almost fire us last <laughs> week. So I guess we'll refrain this week. Um let's talk about Justin Williams, fu- former and future flyer Justin Williams. Former future flyer Justin Williams uh, taking a break to start the season. Not sure what to do next. He's not retiring, just stepping away from the game. He's 37 years old right now. He'll be 38 when the season starts. Uh, 786 points in 1,244 games over 18 seasons with the Flyers, Canes, Kings, and Caps. 115 points in 226 games with the Flyers from 2001 to 2002-03. 101 points in 155 postseason games. Nine game seven, Steve, eight and one, 15 points. And this year he had an assist on the overtime game seven winner of Brock McGinn in game That's seven. That's clutchitude right there. That's clutchitude indeed. Uh, Do you now, think Justin Williams Pan- just going to kind of sit back and like watch half the season and go, oh, these guys, they need J- old J. Will. <laughs> <laughs> He's just going to look for the team that he knows he could just put over the top if he were just to join their ranks as a third to fourth liner. Yeah, <laughs> it could be He's the good. Flyers. He could be just waiting for his opportunity until Big Al and the ass crew say, Jay, Will, you got to come in and save the Philadelphia Flyers and lead these youngsters with all of your playoff experience and clutchitude. Justin Clutch Williams time is here at- for Justin Williams. <laughs> Justin Williams is going to be at home watching a Flyers game drinking a butt heavy and he's going to watch Tyler Pitlick either make a great play that he wants to help aid or a terrible turnover that he thinks he can perform better than and he will be uh he's going to be like this is it this is my time I'm going back to the Flyers I'm going to end where it all started I'm going to take Tyler Pitlick's spot and the uh the Flyers are going to win it all this is it I think that's what he's going to do so I think he's going to retire get out of the, the Hurricanes contract and then I think he's going to come to the Flyers and take over Tyler Pitlick's spot or playing a line with Tyler Pitlick because he's a pretty good player. It's either or. But who do you think the next Hurricanes captain's going to be? <laughs> Rod the Bod's just going to slap a C on his suit jacket. I, you know what? I think it's time we give Coach the uh, captaincy. It's about I time. So. It makes sense. Yeah, if there was one guy to give it to, it would be Rod the Bod. So the I Flyers think, are uh, actually going to strip it from Drew and give it to Lappy. <laughs> Fuck it. Take Jeruz and give it to fucking Rod the Bots. Let's do that. Okay, Rod the Bot is just going to collect C's from other captains now, too. <laughs> Not just his own team. He's just got like... It, it basically, like, he, he if he beats your team, he gets your captain C. I and just, the only way they can oh. get it back is beating the Hurricanes. Oh, I like that. I like that. I was going to say, I just picture, uh, you know, like, when you watch highlights and those shows, like the pregame skate and like they'll show like a player to shoot in the puck or something. It's just every single Hurricanes one from here on out is just Rod the Bod reaching out his arm to the other team's captain and like moving his fingers be like, come on, give it to me. And then you just see them handing them a C. Like, all right, here's my captain C. Getting out of here. That's it. I would love it. And he's collecting it like Buckeyes on a uh, on a football <laughs> helmet. Like, the, like the Ohio State. I would love to see just a, a coach with a bunch of captain C's all over his suit jacket. <laughs> 
<laughs> It'll be a power move because the, no, there's no rules against it. You'd just be like, yeah, I don't know. Players like man make good decisions. So just give yourself for like each time you make a really good coaching decision, give yourself that little helmet decal. Be like, oh man, that was a great call. Just I love put, it. Put it on your suit. <laughs> So I just did a quick scan of the Hurricanes roster, and uh, Jordan Stahl seems like the guy. Jordan Stahl, yeah. He's better than the five names I put down here. Yeah. Just keep just keep getting stalls to give the captaincy to. Yeah. For the well, rest think, of time. Uh, who, was the, who was the bad one? Who was the one that didn't make it? It's like Jared. He'll be the next uh, Hurricanes captain. Yeah. After Jordan Jason Stahl. Stahl. <laughs> Jeremy, it's just all it's all Jace. Jeremy Stall. Romeo, girl. I like to do a Pearl Jam, but Eddie Vedder doesn't make any sounds with the letters. It's just all him making noise. All right. Uh, you want to do uh, top selling jerseys? Claude Giroux, top 15, where do you think he ranked? Late uh, on this, dude. 12. By the way, pretty good guess. I'm not going to tell you yet. But I was going to say, by the way, I don't have the actual numbers, just where they rank. 12? A little too rich for, for uh, Drew's blood. A little too. What is you're it? asking what is it, a little. Craig? Which is not a surprise. Uh, number 14. 14. Jonathan uh, Tavares, 13th. Uh, 15th was Mitch Marner with the Maple Leafs. Uh, it's kind of funny that. Those are the two guys sandwiching Drew, considering that uh, one of them plays in his pajamas and the other one isn't going to be on the team this year. So uh, the <laughs> top jerseys, though, were Sidney Crosby, number one, Alex Ovechkin, two, Matthews, Crosby's three. number one, huh? So my theory, here's my theory, because Crosby and Ovechkin, a uh, decade and a half, still one and two. My theory is so many people don't care about hockey that literally every time somebody goes, I should get a hockey jersey. These are still the only two people that everybody knows. <laughs> that is my theory. It doesn't matter how much the NHL markets the game. Everybody knows if Crosby and Ovechkin pass that, I think it's free game. If you actually talk to people that don't really keep up with the NHL actively. I bet you most people don't know who Austin Matthews, Flurry, Birch. By the way, Flurry at number four. I guess so that's my not theory, too my, my theory on that one is that because the Knights are so new yeah, and because the only player that most people know is the goalie. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. That's gotta be a, it's still weird to see them this also, high. <laughs> I mean, they are, they were coming off of that really successful inaugural season. Yeah. 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 So I, I think that's also a big factor. So people were pumped for the second season and a bunch of people bought jerseys. John Taffer's out there getting his flurry Jersey. <laughs> Got it. Get me a flurry Jersey. <laughs> John Taffer yelling at people for getting fake hockey jerseys. Yes, I can't no. believe you're still wearing the Tony the Tiger Flyers jersey. <laughs> it never existed. It was the Quakers. <laughs> Eric Wellwood wasn't even on that roster. <laughs> you bought them from a Chinese website. You're a disgrace. Did you see, uh, by the way, sincere question. If somebody went to a game this year and actually saw one of those jerseys, tweet at us because i gotta know if they're still going around i personally need to know if they're still going around because at the time it was dumb so i yes. want to know if somebody is seven years later going yeah 
I got the inside scoop. I had it the whole time. Ilya Brizgalov's going to start the game, and I'm going to wear his jersey. (laughs) Oof. Uh, Austin Matthews, three. Marc-Andre Fleury, four. Patrice Bergeron, five. Patrick Kane, six. Jordan Bennington, seven. Jordan Bennington, by the way, the only one on here I think is it's kind of surprising, but at the same time, it is the Blues, and I guess they really don't have. Uh, well, Tarasenko's up here too, though. Yeah, uh, Tarasenko's eight, and then John Taves is nine. Uh, Connor McDavid ten. Brent Burns eleven. Uh, Brad the Rat twelve, and then I went to the rest of them. So I'll be honest: the the most shocking thing McDavid? on here for me is McDavid. Yeah, I, that one is kind of true. I can't believe because if Crosby the only explanation. Right, yeah. right, right. I guess the only explanation is the only people who care to buy an Edmonton Oilers jersey are in Edmonton, and yeah. they all they already own them. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. That's got to be it. <laughs> yeah, because I don't think the Oilers are really bringing too many other uh, out-of-market fans just because they have McDavid. They're still – it's amazing that they've done it, and I've got to give them credit, but they are still being the Edmonton Oilers with Kyron McDavid. I didn't think it was possible. I thought Connor McDavid could change any franchise he wanted to. Little did we know, he he picked the one that he just couldn't afford to go to, because now he's going to be playing a line with uh, James Neal. It's a podcast. A dream. dream come true. So that's it's definitely happening. But uh, who do you uh, who you think Card Hearts up here next year? Top fifteen. Top fifteen. I uh, maybe. Not top fifteen. I think top, uh, top 50, I think so, but I oh, think fuck. top you know, 15. I should have looked up how well ghost jerseys did um, back in like 2015, 16, 16, 17. Cause I don't, I wonder how well he did that year. I assume some Flyers fans are buying jerseys back then. But yeah, Jordan Bennington too is kind of weird to me. Cause he wasn't like, I get, I get it like this year, but at the same time, he's not, I don't know. Like he's just not going to be here past this year. Like it makes sense now, I guess, but like during the season, I don't know. I don't know. I guess people see rookie and they're like, "Well, rookie won the cup. Yeah, let's do it." I just, I don't think. I maybe I'm alone. I just don't think Jordan Bennington's going to be. I, he's just not going to be anything. I think there's just a flash in the pan. So I expect him to be like a cool nine oh eight this year. So maybe him, maybe him and his big nose will prove me wrong. But we'll see. <laughs> Fine. Uh, do you want? <laughs> I've decided. Yeah. Because there was a while there where I was like, you know what? He seemed like he seems like an asshole, and he's being really cock, and I was looking forward to him beating the Bruins. And then he was a big reason why they did in Game Seven. So now I'm just like, well, still fuck you. I don't know, just fuck you overall. You know what I mean? He still seems like an <laughs> asshole, so it whatever. It's fine. He's 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 killing it. So Craig, before we we call it a night, I have been wanting to do this for a while. Uh, we, I think, more so than any other flyers podcasts and of course as we know there are no other flyers yeah we're the only one but uh i I think even compared to most sports podcasts i think we might have more inside jokes and weird references than any sports podcast out there i could be wrong but we we have a lot of them yeah we have a we have a painful amount we have a lot so if you're and if you're (laughs) new amount is the term yes (laughs) and if you're new to the podcast you're probably confused half the time well, you're probably confused all the time, but these words aren't helping. And uh, these words aren't helping. No. Yeah, but we uh, so, we're here to help. Yeah. I want to do a quick glossary, a quick uh, flight dictionary, something like that, whatever you want to call it. 
What, what was the term Flip. you came up with? Flipsery. Flipsery. It's yeah. not correct at all, so it's perfect for us. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. Uh, but I wanted to do a quick rundown of some of these terms that we throw out there and you might not be as familiar with the origin or why we're saying this or, or whatever. So uh, I, I think let's let's throw out a couple things real quick. And uh, again, if you have further questions, we're, we're happy to answer it. But I wanted to get a few of them on the record for hopefully new yeah, listeners. Yeah. I hope you're listening. Uh, yeah, maybe the Bob bump is still intact and people somehow oh, God, are listening. Yeah, need, after yeah Andrew, if you're listening, yeah, we need you to. We need you to do do your magic a little bit again. Yeah, we need to get those numbers back up. Got to get back into the the six digits of uh of listeners. You know, got to get those Howard Stern Howard Stern numbers back up. But yeah, Howard Stern numbers. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, do you? I have a few. What do you? Ha- what did the people send you, Steve? Nobody sent me anything. Everybody hates me. What did they send you for the? Uh... <laughs> I think the first thing I wanted to run down was uh, was Cole Beasley because you might be oh, listening yeah. to this and you might hear us say sorry, not sorry. You might hear us talk about the United Hate of America. You might hear hey. us say eighty stings, or you might hear us just talk about Cole Beasley and go, "Why the hell are they talking about Cole Beasley?" Well. Yeah. We're talking about Cole Beasley because in an episode we recorded about a year ago that uh, Kurt came on, we ran down uh, former Dallas Cowboy wide receiver Cole Beasley's rap album and all of the terrible titles on it. That he had just released, by the way. So this was was hot, as the kids would say. Uh, It was was right off the uh, printing press. I don't know what they... (laughs) Hot off the presses! Right, right here, the, the fresh new Cole Beasley for you. He's dropping tracks, yeah. Oh, and never... that's the hotness. However you picture Cole Beasley rapping, that's how it went down. So, yeah, yeah it's not it's great. It's real but... bad. It's it's definitely not worth a listen, but it is worth checking out the titles because they're all terrible. Yeah, and it was worth making fun of because he was a shitty Cowboys receiver at the time. No, but yeah. we're going to keep joke to keep uh, keep the joke going. Because it's still uh, still funny. So, in fact, he's in Buffalo right now, and Buffalo, Buffalo. just cut former Eagle LaShawn McCoy. And you know what Cole Beasley said when he heard about LaShawn McCoy getting cut? He said, "Sorry, not sorry." There you go. Perfect example of what we're talking about. <laughs> Perfect example right there. Uh, the Owen Wilson wow. That's that's a big one. You you might hear us go, "Oh wow," every now and then, and it's just because Owen Wilson says "wow" really funny. Yeah, how did that start? I really don't even remember. I have no idea. Yeah, no idea. All right, keep going. That, that one, I have no idea how the origins happen, but Owen Wilson is known for saying wow on the internet, and we like saying wow like Owen Wilson. So if something is worth of a worth a wow, we'll go, oh wow. So so you you don't remember if you don't. I'm just gonna take. I'm gonna say I created it. So I'm gonna say I can't. Those with me. You definitely didn't. <laughs> but let's just go with that. <laughs> I think you. I think you started saying it first out of the two of us, and then I think you. Here. You love it more, I think. You you definitely like it more, I think. Probably. Yeah. I think I but I think I may have actually said the first one, but I think you you're the reason why it's it is what it is now, which is a good thing. <laughs> if that sounds if that makes sense. <laughs> Cause I would have just said it once or twice and forgot about it. But now it's become a pretty funny thing. Um, one of the requests I have here is should have kept and Oh, that's I a guess tough just, one to explain. <laughs> no, I can explain that one. I can explain that one. Uh, the explanation is that the most popular flyers are the ones that used to be flyers and succeeded elsewhere. See Patrick Sharp, for instance. So 
Patrick Maroon. Uh, yeah. We will make fun of that with guys like Patrick Maroon who are, are not that good and just joke that, oh, yeah, I should have kept that guy. Absolutely <laughs> should have kept that guy. That, that's the joke there. Is it, yeah. You should have kept like I, I wrote a whole piece for Broad Street Hockey jokingly saying that the Flyers were really, really going to regret not keeping a, a very minor player that they got rid of. And of course, people <laughs> thought it was real, but. I can't even remember yeah. who's that guy who signed with the lightning last year. Danik Martell. Danik Martell. Yeah, yeah. I wrote that about Danik Martell. So important and so necessary to the flyers keeping that I couldn't remember his name. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I remember that post now. Yeah, I do. Cause I remember. Yeah. It's uh, I think, and I think that, I mean, the elf part is supposed to be because it's usually the, uh, the dumb annoying fans that always harp on the, previous players like just the how well the previous players are doing that oh yeah the, of, the sam carcini effect if you will what the solution should have been just oh wow that guy's doing pretty good over there it's like all right so what could this team have done to kept him and what would he have done and they're like i don't know but they fucked up it's like all right well that's great. <laughs> well and laviolette is thank you have kept like laviolette doesn't matter how oh, yeah, nashville yeah. does like oh god they fired another coach should have just kept laviolette <laughs> That is true. That is true. That is, I think, Laviolette is the coach answer for that. Uh, uh, next one I got here is Martin Martin Brodor's close family relationships. You want to field this one? Oh fuck yeah! I will. Uh, he banged his what did he bang? His uh, sister's husband's wife. I don't know. He banged somebody in his family, cheated on his wife, then started a whole family with his uh. But his new wife and it became a whole weird thing that uh, I don't think is talked about as much as it should be because he's Martin Rodor and I don't know. It's a whole pretty much. He just banged his. Um, yeah, I think it was his wife's brother's wife, if that makes I sense. I mean, you can just say it. He banged his sister-in-law. He shouldn't have sister-in-law. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So uh, apparently I was forgetting the term sister-in-law. Yeah. <laughs> but that is, that's what he did. And then he, he was fat. So that's why, that's why I always make the joke. His favorite holiday is Thanksgiving. Cause you see your family and you get to eat all you want. Yeah. But, uh, pretty <laughs> just, that's Marmador. Just, it's pretty much just him being a, uh, pretty much what it was just him being a piece of shit. So. And, uh, the last one I have here, and these were all, by the way, from a long time listener, uh, Drewski 0806. Thank oh, you okay. Again for, Thank for you, Drewski. Hey, but uh, the the last one he mentions is the uh, the pretty 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 good, which I use quite a bit. Yeah, it's, that's uh, Curb. Larry David from Curb Your Enthusiasm. If you're not familiar with uh, with Curb, I just love the way Larry oh, David. Oh, so what? Pretty 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 good. I just remember somebody keeps, uh, and hopefully they're still listening. Somebody tweeted us like uh they didn't know a bunch of the random past flyers we were referencing and they collected like two or three names and i was like oh yeah that is fair because i know i it was like trent clatt jody hall and a couple other people and i was like okay we do talk about those guys all the time and they did play like 20 years ago so maybe just talk about a couple of those guys sometime i don't know even know who would be i don't even know what to say about them though like they were both pretty mediocre players the thing is the guys we typically mentioned weren't that great yeah and we just mentioned them because they had fun names oh which by the way this is perfect that i forgot to mention it earlier so i can mention it now but this will fit in perfectly um going back to the rfa discussion jesse pulley rv actually did play a game with carpot this week 
over in the Liga, I believe. Yeah, uh, and he played on a line with the uh, former flyer great Mika Pirella. So there you go. <laughs> Do you remember him? No. He was on the team for like 28 games in 2009, 2010. I think he had like two goals. So there you go. That is, speaking of random flyers, that have funny names. Mika Pirella. I think he scored there against you go. the kick. There you go. Yeah. But to, your, but to your point, what were you saying? They were just like kind of random flyers from the past that had funny names. And that was a dude from like 10 years ago that the only reason why he was brought up was he played on the line with Fully Arve. So I saw that. Now, I here's my question, Craig, is how did we become so synonymous with Guy Fieri, Guy Fieri, however the fuck it's pronounced? How did guy, we become synonymous with Guy the Food Guy? First of all, Guy Fieri. Secondly, <laughs> I don't know. I That one I'm taking credit for, too. I remember I was talking about. I don't remember what else. Like we, I feel like we were just talking about him one day. And it then... was like April, I think. And I started. we started talking about we eventually got into like Guy Fieri and Flavortown and pretty much like how they well, should. And then we started it. ranking stuff on a, a needs more flavor scale. sauce to Flavortown yeah. scale. Yes. I think that's how I we think rumors. Yeah. I think so. I'll, I'll, I'll look that up to figure out how we got onto it. But I remember because it wasn't too, too long ago on the, uh, the life of this podcast. It was only a couple months ago. But uh, apparently we should have just been fucking talking about Guy Fieri the whole time because that is what the people want. They don't care. That's what the people they want this, yeah, this uh, tubby man who, who shoves food in his face across the country and and rates it on a scale of oh it's good <laughs> or oh man how do you make this this is pretty much the only two reactions he gives i feel like each time i talk on the podcast i'm like all right i'm gonna talk about how ghost does with uh, each of his defensive partners everybody's like can you just fucking talk about the guy from food network and we can get out of here let's just get this can, done. can you <laughs> just talk about donkey sauce you need more donkey sauce guys <laughs> Yeah. And donkey Jesus sauce, Christ. of course. So donkey sauce actually might be the most specific thing that I can actually explain about Guy Fieri, I guess I'll say. I don't I he, don't well, he, just he doesn't say it like, uh, who's the uh, pretentious one? Uh, Giada. Uh, on, uh, yeah. You know, she that, always that says. That is an R, sir. That is not a T. Uh, um, <laughs> but when when Guy Fieri opened up a, a restaurant in New York or in uh, Times Square, in New York a few years back, uh, the New York times wrote this just unbelievably scathing review. And what really caught on from it was, uh, the mention of him using something called donkey sauce with one of the, <laughs> one of the meals served, which is still funny. Yeah. It's still funny. <laughs> uh, I, you know what? Actually, I really am. I honestly forget how we started talking. I just remember we talked about it for like half an hour. And then that's all that that seemed to be the main thing people want to talk about the next day. It's just that. And this was like April. This is when things were still happening. We're like, all right. <laughs> all right. Keep it, guy, keep it Guy Fieri in the rotation. Guy Fieri it is. And on that uh, note, we also occasionally will talk about uh, Beat Bobby Flay. And oh, that's yeah. just a, that's a Food Network show where people try to beat Bobby Flay. <laughs> but we think it's funnier if uh, Bobby Flay gets beaten at everyday tasks. Yeah, and again, I would do want to repeat that was uh, that was my friend John that came up with that. We started going back and forth one day. And this was like, I don't know, this is a couple months ago now, but I still think it's funny to hear Bobby Flay suggest trying to beat somebody else in something that he would just absolutely get wrecked in. <laughs> I'm Bobby I'm Bo Flay, and I'm going to see if I can beat Steven Spielberg at filmmaking today. <laughs> Bobby Flay just makes just a, a horrific, horrific short film. <laughs> You can't understand anything. The acting's wooden. Spielberg makes like a 10, 
minute masterpiece and Bobby Flay just hangs his head in shame. <laughs> Before getting energized for his 40th food competition of the day. Picture like Bobby Flay in a gym. He's like, all right, I'm Bobby Flay today. Challenging the uh, challenge. To uh, Nigel Bryan to a uh, bench press competition, and he loses like thirty to one or something. Now, <laughs> going to challenge Deshaun Jackson to a forty-yard sprint. Please, I'm Bobby that. Flay, <laughs> and I'm going to challenge the Mountain from Game of Thrones at weightlifting. Bobby <laughs> Flay, R.I.P.D. <laughs> R.I.P.D. Another one. R.I.P.D. is just making fun of uh, Jeff Bridges' most famous film, R.I.P.D., which is of course the uh, Rest in Peace Department. Has anybody and, uh, actually seen this movie is what I would like to know. Uh, no, and I'm never going to see it just out of because of the joke, the genesis of this joke. So I do want right. to say it's like us watching The Bachelor. Like it's the, the batch updates funny because we don't watch The Bachelor and we will not watch The Bachelor. Never watched. Never watched. Never will. Uh, I do want to say R.I.P. And it's been a while, as I said before, we're not mine. They're from uh, Comedy Bang Bang. So that's why. I, Want to get that out there so we don't homage. get sued and lose our empire of uh, podcasting money. So as long as uh, we got to be clean on the books, baby, we don't want people out here thinking we're stealing ten because we're not. We're not. It's, it's a clean act. We're paying everybody how much they should be for their jokes and creative responsibility. So just relax. It's all you enjoy the podcast. We'll handle the rest. All right. So that's that's what, uh, oh boy. Oh friend boy. the rat or friend the rat. I think is the biggest one too now because I I think all the other ones are out of the way. Yeah, I think we got most of the major ones. And if there's still a lingering question, it's uh, sports are bad, fly purpley on hey, Twitter. You got uh, that, yeah. Our friend, The Rat, you might have noticed our, our logo on Twitter, our logo on iTunes, or whatever podcast service you listen to, is a rat. That is our friend, The Rat. And if you listen to the episode we recorded around Halloween last year, you'll hear the story of how I had a rat come walking down my street on Halloween. And... Uh, <laughs> It just became a whole thing from there. So I, I would just recommend going back and listening to that episode and uh, and hearing the whole rat story. But essentially, I was giving out candy on Halloween on my block in South Philly. And then all of a sudden, a giant rat appeared. And while I said the phrase, our friend, the rat, uh, Craig thought I was calling the rat by the name, our friend. <laughs> it's it, the legend has grown from there. And our friend has gone on to travel the world. So anytime somebody sees a rat, they send the video. To fly purbly. So uh, our friend's been spotted in New York, <laughs> Paris. You know, maybe he'll show up in Madrid next week. Who knows? I like how uh, we give people free podcasts and in return we get videos of rats. I like that that's the connection we've built with our listeners. <laughs> so they're like, oh, that's a good hockey podcast. I'm going to send you a picture of a rat. This is a good, this is a good rat right here. <laughs> so what we're here for. Guy Fieri memes and, and Guy rats. Rats, flyers that we have to explain at a later date. Yeah. It's, it's good. It's got a good thing going there. Uh, you want to do? Uh, you want me to do around the league? Then we'll get the hell Let's out of here. Around the league and wrap yeah. it up. Clayton Keller signs an eight-year extension worth seven point one five million a season, starting in 2020-2021. Uh, he had forty-seven points in eighty-two games last year. Uh, Arizona is also not bringing back defense and PK coach Scott Allen, which doesn't sound like a big deal, but. Uh, Arizona was part of a three-way tie for the best PK percentage last year with 85%, and they also had the second most amount of shorthanded goals with 16. Uh, Nicholas Cromwell is retired, and he's joined the Red Wings front office as an advisor to the GM. He had 432 points in 953 games over 15 years, all with the Red Wings. He's also a member of the Triple Gold Club, 
uh, as he won a Stanley Cup back in 2008. There's only 29 members. The triple gold club is he's won an Olympic gold, uh, world championship gold, and a Stanley Cup. Uh, ben Lovejoy retired. He had 101 points in 544 games over 11 seasons with the Penguins, the Ducks, the Devils, and the Stars. Uh, Guido Penguins coach uh, Mike Felucci has been named their GM as well. <laughs> and uh, Madison Nickel also named Pittsburgh's assistant video coach. I always forget. I say muscle hamsters. You say Guido Pens? No, I'm the go- no. I, uh, I just call them muscle penguins. Muscle penguins. Let's go. Yeah, muscle penguins. I don't know what the fuck. I don't know why I keep getting held up. We'll, we'll talk more about Steroid penguins. I'm, I'm down for that there, one, yeah, too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, giant food. Alex Oveshkin uh, to release a limited time OVOs cereal. Rick Olchek joins the OVOs, Seattle. of course, uh, you find some teeth at the bottom of each box. <laughs> yeah, all it is is Russian sweat and teeth at the bottom of each box. There's no actual cereal. It's real. It's real annoying. Uh, Rick Olchek uh, joins Seattle as an assistant GM. He worked with Ron Francis in Carolina. He's also Eddie Olchek's brother. Uh, longtime flash photographer Jack Cassidy has passed away. Uh, he's with the team forever. Bill Meltzer wrote a pretty nice uh, blurb on him on a hockey bus today. And then last but not least, the class of Gary Bettman, Tim Thomas, Brian Gianta, Neil Henderson, and Chris Duendell are the 2019 class for United States Hockey Hall of Fame. Steven, I'm done. Uh, let's let's wrap it up. Let's wrap this puppy up. <laughs> when you're done, you're done, Craig. Uh, I'm done. I'm yeah, done. Yeah. That's all I got, too. So uh, if you have any feedback for us, the best place is on Twitter.com.org. .edu.ca. You can find Craig at Sports Are Bad. Yeah, I um the one article I'm hoping the one article I've been working on this week I'm hoping to get out by Friday. The only problem is tomorrow, hopefully tomorrow, Thursday while you're listening, is the day I'm actually going to go out and purchase a car. So then this whole fucking car thing's done. So if I'm not doing that tomorrow, the fur rough article will be done by Friday if I am. I'm doing that and then watching the, the the football game. So sorry on that. Yeah, I'll, I'll do it by I'll do it by Monday. So that's what I got going on. I was also going to write about it. the when, uh, he, when he gets to it, he gets to it. <laughs> I was also going to write about the uh, the camp advice now too. I was going to get that out by Friday. That I will get out. That'll be a lot easier. But the diving profile article is a little bit longer. So that's uh, uh that's what I got going on, baby. So that's what I got going on for you, Steve. What you got? Well, you can follow me at Flyperbole or at Esteban, but uh, just Flyperbole. And no, I got nothing else going on. I, this is what I do. This is my contribution right here. Yeah. So, well, it's a good contribution, though. I think people enjoy it. I think people do like this podcast. We just wanted them to like it for hockey, and they like it for Food, ne- food Actually, Network uh, personalities. So. <laughs> here's, here's where you and I differ. You want them to like it for hockey. I love that they like it for nonsense. <laughs> I want them to like it. Just as is. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's fair. But the nonsense part, yeah, it's pretty good. The I, nonsense I, part, yeah. Here's the thing. Ever since you started doing your, your own side podcasting, <laughs> your, your questions, your Q&A sessions, I, I think it's become readily apparent, apparent, apparently, ooh, words are hard, <laughs> um, readily apparent who values true hockey knowledge on this podcast <laughs> and who values complete bullshit nonsense. I think that has just never been more clear to the public at large. I do want to say, I mean, I'm here for the stuff, though. Do you know what I mean? That's been the saying all along. We've been here for the I'm stuff. I'm here for the yeah. stuff. I'm going to stay here for the stuff forever. 
they're going to be bury me in the ground a couple days after I do this podcast. Now, that's Forever. not because I have a, yeah, not a, not a long life expectancy. We're talking like a couple weeks here, but you're going to get those last four or five episodes. And then, you know, we'll go from there. See, we'll find new co-hosts, but that the nonsense will continue one way or another. I Forever. Can't replace you. Mostly because <laughs> I don't like to talk to people. That, that is going to be a big problem. I fucking hate people. So I don't know what it would be like. <laughs> I'm essentially a hermit. I haven't left my home in three weeks. Yeah. I haven't left since the draft. So I went to the draft party and then that was the last time I left my house. So it's been a That's long. That's actually true. It's been a long summer. I can't wait. Craig's so, got a big red beard right now. <laughs> down to his it's... down to his waist. <laughs> Just looking at all my canned food I got left. I was like, uh, eventually I'll leave this bunker. I'm in an apartment. <laughs> I don't know. If I, can, I don't know if I can do it. I'm not ready to go out into the free world again. I'm not ready tough. for this. It's a tough decision, pal. Yeah, we'll see. Oh, yeah, well, I got to go out tomorrow. So we'll, uh, see how nice everybody is to me when I'm getting a car. <laughs> well, <laughs> Good, luck that. Good luck with that. Good luck with that. Yeah, hopefully fine. Yeah. Uh, be sure to subscribe and rate on Apple Podcasts, Three Podcasts and a Baby, Audio Trough, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, all that good stuff. And uh, be sure to follow Broad Street Hockey on uh, Twitter, on Facebook, and any other fake social media that I can't think to make up right now because I'm done. My brain is done and uh, thinking is hard. So that's all we got. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. And until next time, as always, in the words of the great Gene Hart, good night and good hockey. Hello everybody, this is Fly Purbly. It is a podcast about hockey mostly the flyers but also other hockey things like other hockey teams that play the sport of hockey steve but not steve hartnell and craig but not craig ruby no this isn't all those hockey guys these are the guys who watch the hockey sport yeah Flop of the week, flip, flip, flop.